Welcome to The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Great People Show. I am your host, J.J. White, and in The Great People Studio is my co-pilot cohort, conspirator in crime, the non-apologetic James Muncie. What's up, Muncie? Sorry, not sorry. Non-apologetic. No, sir. How no you doing apologies today? around here, buddy. We're not sorry for greatness. Never. <laughs> Never sorry Never. for greatness. I'm doing fantastic. Good. Run, running into this holiday week. It's a weird week. The fourth is kind of in the middle. Oh, nobody's going to be working. Nobody's going to be Just working. Folks, I'm going to be working. Just take it off. Just take it off. I guess working is, is depending on how you want to interpret that. But, you know. Yes. Being in the office. Producing yes. work is different than working. Well, we want to thank you all for being here, whether you're listening to us live on the radio, watching us Facebook Live, or perhaps listening to us on our podcast. Just thanks for being here. Every show, we uh, our goal is to deliver to you, the listener, the insights and inspiration for like life of significance, and specifically how we get better at serving others because greatness in your life will never, ever show up. You can't be great unless you're giving to other people. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, James, we are so screwed up that we just can't even give to ourselves, let alone give to other people. And that's that tends to be what we talk about on the show. Right? That's right. I mean, it's we have to focus on ourselves in order to be better for someone else. I've used this analogy so many times, maybe I should stop using it. It's like whenever, um, whenever you get an airplane and the safety thing comes on, and if you're traveling with children, you've got to put the oxygen mask on yourself before you put it on your kids. And as we want to achieve any success in life, you have to take care of yourself. But that's what, that's what so much in the world is focused in on. I, I think we're heading so fast towards this work on yourself, be selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, next, uh, uh, next show, we're actually going to do that as a topic next week, mm-hmm. is how sometimes we can, um, we can get so involved in our self-care that we forget that there's other people. Yeah. So we're really excited about that topic. Um, and I, I, I want to make sure that we're clear about that because a lot of people, whenever they, they see the title of our show or they think of being great, it's all about you. And, it, and that's, <laughs> that's the antithesis of this show. It's not all about you. That's our problem. That, we make that, it about us. That's the whole thing. And I love the name of our show, but you know, just this morning I was talking to somebody and, and they didn't realize I, I, I was the co-host on the show, and, I, and they were like, "What's the name?" I said, "What's well, a great people show?" And they looked at me and said, "Well, that's a little cocky, don't you think?" <laughs> I love I was it. Like, well, you got to listen to the show. It is. We are not. We are not the great people, folks. That right. is not what it's about. Right. It's about everything that you just said. It is exactly. That's right. Yeah. So uh, thank. So thank. Thank you all for being here, wherever you're at, whenever, whenever you're listening to it. Today, we're going to talk about possibly how sorry you are at being sorry. That apologizing is, uh, it, it's a key element in making sure that we are the best that we can be for the other people around us, but that a lot of times we suck at it. And how we really mix being, quote unquote, I'm sorry with apologizing. I'd say 90% of the time when you're saying you're sorry, you're not even apologizing. You're, you're not even getting across the point that you're trying to get across because it is such, it's turned into such a cliche word. Right. Think about it. 
you're traveling into a retail establishment. You hold a door or, or you forget to hold the door open for the person behind you because you're distracted or you're just in deep thought. And it, and it occurs to you, oh, I didn't hold that door open for the person. I didn't even look behind me. So you reach around and you grab the door real quick or, or you try to pull the door back open and you look at that person and you say, I'm so sorry. Well, look at it from the other person's perspective. Were they expecting you to hold that door open for them? Were they sitting there going, how dare that person let that door shut in front of me? They should be ashamed of themselves. I will instantly judge you as a person if you walk in the door in front of me and don't hold it for me. How dare you disrespect me by not holding that door for me? I'm the same way, though. I, I, yeah. I, I'm paying attention to the person in front of me. But whenever you turn around and you say to that person, oh, I'm sorry, are you really? Yes, I am. Okay. What are you communicating when you say, I am sorry? Think you, of the word. Think of those. Think of those words. I am sorry. Well, I mean, I, I am sorry. I mean, sorry. It, it depends on, on what you mean. I mean, it, sorry can be pathetic. It can be, you know, in a, in a, in a poor state, you know, that, that is a, exactly. that, is a that is a sorry car you're driving. Exactly. So are you being apologetic or are you communicating to that person? I'm 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 a sorry individual for not holding that door open no, for you. Because that's not that is not how we as a society I understand what you're saying. And if you go by the dictionary definition, yes, that is what we are exactly. saying. Exactly. But that's not how our society takes it. You know, I have enough respect for my common man that I will or woman that I will hold a door for you if you are walking into a building behind me. If I neglect to do that, I do. I feel bad. I am a okay. better person than that. And I am sorry that I'm sorry I didn't do that for you. So I, I kind of disagree. No, I, I, I actually, I disagree a lot with this because I think we, I think we communicate our feelings that way. I think we are remorseful that we didn't hold that door open. Yeah. And I think that person that is hearing those words also feels the remorse, probably sees it in your face. It's like, oh, crap, I did it again. I'll let the door shut in that person's face. But the impact of these words on our, um, on our psychology is if you're saying this over and over and over in a day on various occasions, whether it be you, you failed to do something or maybe you did something and it was wrong, or maybe you're just saying it out of um, attempted empathy towards person, I'm sorry, the power of the, of, of the words in your brain of you saying, I am sorry, I am sorry, I am sorry. And if, and if you're telling yourself, I'm a sorry person because I let that happen. I'm a sorry person because I did not do that. You're destroying yourself. Now, I understand your intent. Your intent is to apologize. Your intent is to make better what just went wrong. But the point that I'm going to bring across on today's show is you're doing it all wrong by saying, I'm sorry. So and what it, should we be saying? We're going to get, we're going to, get to that. If you're apologizing, I think you should say, I apologize. I should have held that door open for you. Because in most cases, what we say is, oh, I'm sorry. And then we open that door and then we keep moving. And 99% of the time they say, oh, no, don't worry. I don't care. Whatever. Right. Right. So using the words matter deeply, hugely in this situation. So that's one big issue we're going to talk about. The other issue we're going to talk about, this is so close to my heart, it's unbelievable. It's the non-apology, or I found another term on the internet, the faux apology. It's where we are actually giving a non-apology to someone. We're, we're, we're going in reverse. It's like getting into a car wreck, backing up, and then accidentally, but on purpose, 
moving forward and hitting that person one more time just to make it count. That's what the non-apology does. Uh, it, it does. And I'm sorry, or you know what, JJ? I apologize, <laughs> but we have, I've got to interrupt you because we've got to take a break. I don't think you're that sorry about it. I'm not at all, actually. I don't think you're that sorry. I've had to do that with people. When people say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm like, no, you're not. Or like I said, we actually, this happened to me in a training class. I'm not sorry. Stop yesterday. talking. We've got to take a break. Yeah, yesterday, this happened to me in a training class. The guy said, uh, I'm sorry. And I looked at him. I said, no, you're not. He goes, yeah, you're right. Right? You know what? I'm not sorry, folks. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Great People Show. The Great People Show will be right back. Call into the show at 804-454-1366. Before the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People was the Dale Carnegie course. Now, after 104 years, over 8 million people experience Dale Carnegie courses. People like Warren Buffett and Ronald Reagan. The Dale Carnegie experience uses proven techniques to permanently unlock the potential of top talent, making individuals into inspiring leaders and groups into high-performing teams while reducing the financial and emotional costs of employee turnover. For more information, visit DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. That's DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. Now back to The Great People Show live. Call into the studio at 804-454-1366. That's 804-454-1366. So James has decided he's not going to get back on the air uh, during our break because uh, until I apologize. So uh, you're not getting one because I have no idea what I did wrong. Does that sound familiar, folks? Have y'all ever experienced that in your life where... You've literally either said or someone has said to you, I am not going to apologize because I don't know what I did to hurt you. Yeah, but then sometimes the opposite happens. So, you know, like let's say you have a radio co-host that's refusing to come back on the air until you apologize and or you have something in your life that is a similar situation and you just apologize to resolve the situation. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's something that happens a lot too. Fine. I'm sorry. Can we move on now? Yeah. But you don't mean it. Yeah. This is a fascinating topic for me. And when we went to Facebook and the rest of social media, I was actually very enlightened because the question was, why do some people apologize so much? I wanted to find, I, I wanted to hear from the folks that either do apologize a lot, really just say, I, I'm sorry often, or feel like that they are inundated with people. And I, I was... I was really struck. Catherine, who uh, I went to high school with, uh, she had a really long post on this. And I'll just give the the key point that I want to highlight on the show is I, I probably am trying to avoid conflict and think that if I appease the other person, it will make them happy. And she actually wrote in that post that she goes to see a counselor. And this is one of the issues in the counselor. And at the end of her last counseling session, she had to apologize because <laughs> she couldn't book the next session because they were on vacation. And she's like, see what I mean? <laughs> wow. It's yeah. like, it's like you, you feel like that almost like your life is an inconvenience to someone else's life all the time. I can see where being over apologetic is an epidemic in someone's life because you constantly feel like you're interfering in someone else's life. And that's such a tough place to be in. It's a very dangerous place to be in if you're so sensitive that you're oversensitive to other people's emotions and calendars and whatever, that you're willing to minimize yourself in almost every situation to make sure they're happy. That's a, that's a, that's a tough place to be. That's not balance in your life. 
it, it's not. But there's a big difference between somebody who is perhaps having self-esteem issues, who really does feel the way that you just described in mm-hmm. their life, and somebody who's simply in the habit of, oh, I didn't hold the door. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm I'm blocking you. I'm right. sorry. I mean, I probably say that a handful of times a day, man. I, I am I am anything but a uh, a low self-esteem, yeah. you know, sorry individual, so to speak. I feel that in our society, because this is another social media comment we got, it's cultural. Yes. And, and you know, they mentioned, you <laughs> know, it's a funny comment. And, and they, they mentioned, you know, Canadians <laughs> and, and, and the English and, yeah. and the Americans. And it is cultural. That's what we do yeah. in our culture. As a matter of fact, um, I used to, tra- as you know, I used to travel internationally all the time. And I'll tell you where you don't get nearly as many apologies is Asia. Oh, no. And, yep. you know, I used to spend a lot of time in China and, and in they that part of the world. They avoid conflict like crazy. Well, they avoid conflict, but people, somebody will run into you head on in the street. Yeah. You are not getting an apology, my friend. And you know where else that's, that's prevalent is uh, the French in mm-hmm. France. I've had a couple projects over the years with French-owned companies. And when we get to the part where we talk about in order to strengthen relationships, you want to admit something mm-hmm. and, and do it quickly and get it out of the way and be emphatic about it. And, and they say, no, you don't do that with the French. Because if you admit fault, if you say, I'm sorry, it shows weakness and they, and they disrespect you. They destroy you, basically. That you have to essentially save face all the time when it comes. I didn't know that. That was just interesting feedback. So if you're, if you're all into not apologizing, then just go and hang out with more French people. Or eat, you know, French fries. Noted. Um, that was insensitive. I apologize. Don't, don't apologize. Well, I didn't meet it anyway. So, <laughs> um, so we're talking right now. We're talking about why sometimes people over apologize. Why they say I'm sorry, and it's like anything else. If you're always saying, "Hey, how you doing today?" or if you're always saying, "Yes, I understand," or if you're always saying to your significant other, "Love you, love you too," it just becomes another cliche. There's no emotion and no really meaning behind it. And if if someone, uh, Tracy and I were talking about this before the show, if if when you say to somebody, when they have a loved one that passed. I'm sorry for your loss. I, I think if you, it, it's better than not saying anything at all. But if you look at Facebook, when people announce something like that, there's like a hundred comments that are, it's like copy and paste. I'm sorry for your loss. I'm sorry for your loss. I'm sorry for your loss. That person is not going to get the power behind, I think, what you intend to say. And some people don't know what to say. Well, that's, it's very, that's a I point. Mean, it's incredibly hard to articulate yeah. something in death. And it's even harder to articulate it you know, if 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 a friend of yours parent, well, if an acquaintance of yours parent, one of their parents or grandparents dies, right? You never knew their parents, or you never knew their grandparents yes. in this case. Yes. So what are we supposed to say? That's what we say when it's your birthday. We say happy birthday. When a loved one of yours passes, that we don't have a relationship, we we say I'm sorry for your loss. Mm-hmm. When it's Christmas Day, we say Merry Christmas. I, I mean, it's just what we do. Yeah, and and. And I think we've just mixed up the terms because a true apology is not I'm sorry. A true apology is you've wronged and you're trying to make something right. Saying I'm sorry is just another way to express empathy. So my challenge to anybody listening right now is if you really want to express empathy for somebody during a time of loss or during a time of anything, is just do that in a better way that doesn't seem like it's drowned out as a cliche with everyone else, such as... Um, and, and that's, you know, and, and I will advocate if you want to say you're sorry, that's fine, but always include something else with it. I'm that, that was, that was in some of the things that we're going to leave folks with is don't just say you're sorry is say, let me know if there's anything I can do for you. 
and sometimes you can say that without even having to say I'm sorry mm-hmm. because that's what matters. And then following through or, or, you know, screw that. How's about just do something for them regardless of waiting for them to say, because they're not going to say, yeah, actually, I would like you to cook me dinner tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, who's really going to say that? So we, we, make, we, we make these offerings to people. We say, I'm sorry. We say, let me know if there's anything I can do for you. But then nothing happens because it's just such a cliche. I'm going to challenge you is instead of saying I'm sorry in those situations, instead of making an offer, just go and do. Like nothing will express empathy better than showing, not saying, but showing the compassion and empathy and love towards somebody else. And that's just a small subset of this. Don't want to get that off on a tangent because today's show is about truly apologizing. And I want to make sure that we don't take those I'm sorry situations and cloud them too much. So, so let's get back to the apologizing piece of this. You've screwed up. You've done something wrong. Something is your fault, right? I love this quote, uh, two of them actually, um, from Greg Lamont. Sincere apologies are for those that make them, not for those whom they are made. So what he's saying there, and I'm totally in agreement with this, is that a true apology is more to make yourself right than it is to mend that relationship. It will do both. But ultimately, the humbling that you go through to make an apology to someone is to heal yourself first before you can heal that other relationship. Because those relationships probably can't even be healed until you heal yourself if you were the wrongdoer. So to me, that right there is the ultimate litmus test as to whether you are truly sorry. Mm. Because if you don't feel that way, if it is not a self-cleansing, self-fixing experience, then you're probably not really sorry. You're probably saying that for another reason. Great point. If, if, you're, if you're giving a true apology, if you don't feel at least somewhat relieved emotionally and maybe even physically by delivering that apology, there is probably something missing in the root of that apology. Um, certainly, some, you, certainly you didn't go far enough. But a lot of, in our society, there are certainly a lot of times that, or most of the time, that is not the perception of what an apology is. A great example, right. you know, somebody, somebody wrongs somebody else and, you know, you see somebody interviewed on the news and, and I don't know, something horrible happened and they say, well, are, you want, you're going to take the person to court, do you want money? And the person says, you know what, I just want an apology. Yep. You've seen that, right? Seen it. We've seen I, it want a do- I want a dollar settlement and an apology. Yeah, or I don't want a dollar settlement. All I want is an apology. Yeah. Now, what 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 does that matter though? If someone is forced into it, I agree. what does that matter? Anybody can say I'm sorry. Anybody can say the word. Gosh, is that selfish? By just demanding an apology and then and then getting it, knowing that the only reason that person's giving it, is I don't know. What, what do you court think? order? I don't know. I mean, no. I yeah, I do. I I I think I think. I think you need to be the bigger person and walk away if that, per- if that person's not going to apologize from their heart because they are holding you hostage. Yeah. And that's another point. So I, I want to talk, why is, it, why is it hard to apologize? Because we, we, the listeners right now, are the apology givers. Mm-hmm. And before we get any further, because I know because we're on the radio, people come and go. Sometimes on podcasts, you don't make it all the way through. If you don't, you can just apologize to us later. <laughs> that 
there is someone in your life right now that you need to give a sincere apology to for something you've done either recently or a decade ago. Go do that today. Now, back to our show. Why is it so hard to apologize? Um, it's actually incredibly empowering to hold back an apology from someone. We are in control of that other person's emotional state. Mm-hmm. And many times we're in control of that relationship if we hold back that apology from someone. Because we know that person needs one, they expect one, and in those cases, James, where they demand one, you now have the, you, you're holding the card. And, and we get caught up in the empowerment of holding back that apology to continue to manipulate that person. Absolutely. I agree with and that. And that could be subconscious too. Yeah. That could be so, I, th- I think the world thinks the reason we don't apology, apologize is because we have big egos. Yeah. That, that's, that, that's another huge, I, that's probably the biggest element of this is because we're, we're, we're afraid of damaging ourselves. We're afraid of, of fracturing ourselves. It's no, I've got to be, I've got to be whole. If I apologize to you, then I'm giving, I'm showing weakness. That was another piece. It's, it's like, we don't want to feel bad about ourselves and apologizing forces us into feeling bad about ourselves. Yeah. It's crazy. It can actually be easier for us sometimes, even though saying that apology would resolve the situation and the stress instantly. Mm-hmm. Somehow it's right. easier for us to maintain oh, that man. conflict than it is to let it go with an apology. Not apologizing is the absolute path of most resistance. But in our heads, we have convinced ourselves that not apologizing is the path of least resistance, that there's too much baggage to take on if we start to show that we did something wrong or say that I'm sorry or I can't let that person win. Right is probably the the biggest one. And um, when we come back from our next break, we're going to transition the show now over to what is the actual true purpose of apologies? And I think you all will be really surprised on some of the things that we get whenever we apologize to someone. So don't go away. You're listening to The Great People Show. The Great People Show will be right back. Call into the show at 804-454-1366. Now back to The Great People Show live. Call into the studio at 804-454-1366. That's 804-454-1366. I am so sorry that we had to go to break. No, you're not. I am so deeply apologetic. You got to pay the bills around here, that, son. That um, our sponsors had to be heard and that we had to stop talking. <laughs> I'm so sorry that our sponsors made us do that. That is a non-apology if I ever heard one. That is. That it's is. Talk, it's, it, it, I want to wait a little bit longer for the non-apologies, but one of the, the drivers of the non-apology is pure deflection away from you. <laughs> I mean, it's like you're apologizing, but you're taking zero responsibility. So, uh, So we have on the phone with us, a friend and a client that uh, was really an, an instigator on this show topic. Kevin, Kevin, you with us? I am. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Good, good. Good. So you had a lot of insights on this whole apologizing uh, syndrome thing that we've got going on in today's society. Tell us your thoughts on it. Well, the um, what I've, I've worked for a lot of different organizations, and it seems that a lot of the, in business, a lot of the, the position regarding apology is definitely leadership culture driven. Mm. 
So in um, organizations that um, are the disposed position is towards power, yeah. um, there's much less inclination for individuals to apologize. Yeah. And what that does is it has a an entire ripple effect throughout the whole organization's efficiency and uh, the way in which people relate to each other. Mm-hmm. So it becomes an environment where uh, people cannot apologize. Uh, there's no opening or opportunity for that, and it's seen as a sign of weakness, like mm-hmm. you were saying, in certain cultures. Mm-hmm. So what that does is it really degrades the ability to move through problems and challenges and for people, you know, people become defensive. Mm-hmm. And there's not a realization, um, really, the the amount of learning goes down. Now, obviously, there's situations where it could be the exact opposite, where people are apologizing for nothing. True. Um, in which case, you know, that's like you were mentioning before about there being imbalances. Um, but some of these things, I think, um, you know, or when you start to work in an organization, it really uh, it's almost like the second culture in your life or the third. Yeah. Probably the second. Yeah. You know, the first culture is your family. Uh, and then probably the second culture is work yep. because of the amount of time spent in work. Uh, and then the third culture is probably the friend network or yeah. the church, church yeah. kind of something out in the community, right? So this this has a huge role in how people see things. And most people they're just continuing the same. You know, they're not really they're not really adjusting their behavior or point. thinking about what they're doing. It's like and a bad habit, isn't it? It is. It's a very. It's either continuing or reinforcing a bad habit, which is a non-reflective type of existence, and you know, businesses that are successful uh, have positive ways of moving through problems and challenges. And part of that is is learning to say you're sorry when you overstep and make a mistake. And this happens all the time in emails. I mean, how many oh, yeah. times has someone said it? Or in social networking, uh, I had an incident with someone who is a extremely well-published author, a, a consultant who went on a tirade. Uh, on a post that I made, Ooh. went on a tirade on my post on Facebook, and uh, wouldn't say he was poly- uh, so- he was sorry about what he did. And I just pushed him. I just wouldn't let it go until finally he admitted that, uh, you know, he had to do a, a public mea culpa, you know, in front of the world on Facebook. And it's unfortunate that it takes someone having to push someone to realize that they've overstepped, they've been insulting, and there really is no need for that kind of behavior. Kevin, that's a great point because I'm personally an advocate of not, gosh, even not only would I not ask for an apology and not say you should apologize, of course my children are the exception. I would make them apologize. And maybe that's a whole other different lesson there. But I wouldn't go to my wife and have her do that. I wouldn't go to any of my employees and say, you should apologize. So how how do we position it better so that we give that person an opportunity to apologize without being, you know, too authoritative and too directive and say, you you need to apologize to that person or even you need to apologize to me. How do we, how do we get better at that? Well, I, I have a different position. I would say that we not only have a right to it, we have a right to be, first of all, this really deals with love, okay? Mm-hmm. That's like the root of everything. Mm-hmm. It really is. And it's love for our, ourselves, and it's love for others. 
And if people cannot behave in a loving way towards each other, then there's something wrong with them. Yeah, this that's, is just a big symptom, the, isn't it? It's, it's not even right. a problem. That's right. Our, our society has gotten away from understanding that essential fact. And it doesn't matter what religion you are or anything else. If people cannot behave in a loving, tolerant way towards other people, they're going to have issues in life and mm. they're going to have issues with themselves. And there's nothing wrong with stating to other people, you're not treating me in an appropriate and valued way. And if you want to continue to engage with me, this is what I expect. And this is, this is the behavior that I expect. And to a lot of people, with. Kevin, don't have the courage to say that to, to someone's face. They'll say it behind their back, but they won't well, actually all, have the courage to say it to their face. Yeah, we all have to model for each other. It's mm. a good point. It's a good point. Kevin, thanks for joining the show today, man. Great insight. Thank you. Exactly Thank what you. I expect you to provide. Great job. <laughs> well, great. Thanks, Thanks, Kevin. Have a Take good care. day. Bye-bye. Okay. Yeah, I love that concept of rooted in love. Back to what you were mentioning earlier, that if if you don't feel relieved by apologizing, it's probably not a true apology. If if what we're communicating to someone is not rooted in love, it's shallow. It, it is, uh, and I agree. The one thing that also that was brought up there, though, was about when we tell somebody else, you know, you, you gave your kids as an example, uh, that they should apologize. And I think there are lots of cases where that's, you know, bad, because if, if you're telling somebody to apologize for something and they do, it can come from a place, again, that, that's not sincere. But also, and I actually had a, a what I call a difficult conversation uh, recently with someone who needed to apologize for something. And the conversation was you need to apologize. But what became what came before all of that in the conversation was trying to explain to this person why they were wrong yeah. in their outlook. And over the course of the conversation, starts. it did dawn on them, oh, you know what? You're you're right. I did screw up yeah. and I didn't see it that way. And then, you know, what do I need to do to fix this? To which my response was, well, you need to go see him and you need to apologize. So in lieu of asking for an apology, demanding an apology, uh, or even, not in lieu of, I'm sorry, a, a preemptive um, idea, strategy, is to kind of unfold the situation in front of someone to get them to see where something went wrong. Because oftentimes we don't know what we said hurt or what direction it went after we left the meeting or whatever that whatever that is. Because a lot of people to what we were just talking about with Kevin, a lot of people don't communicate their real emotions. Someone else knows it. Someone else sees it. But they didn't express it necessarily, and we didn't pick up on it. Right. I mean, we don't all, we don't all understand always, you know, what we, what we do, yeah. you know, and, and, and why it's hurtful to other people. Um, so what purpose, what true purpose do true apologies serve? Um, We've already explored a little bit that sometimes they're just power plays between people. Mm -hmm. They might not be intended to be power plays, but they turn into power plays. So the first useful thing that an apology does is it actually can diffuse a lot of tense situations. Yes. Um, when I recognize that I've done something wrong and things are tense, I will literally just get the apology out just to kind of let, let get some air back in the room a little bit. Uh, I may not have a complete understanding of what I did. I have somewhat of an understanding. Sometimes that apology just opens up that dialogue. Mm -hmm. I, I think I think I may have said something to hurt you. Uh, I apologize for that. Did I do that? Yeah. And someone say, yeah, actually, you know, I did take that a little wrong, and you know, so it starts to diffuse these tense situations. Um, 
I'm not advocating that you should apologize more for this next reason, but it's certainly a good byproduct. It makes you more likable. Like it shows people that you're humble, that you could admit mistakes, that you're, you have good self-awareness. Like you will find more friends and more people attracted to you and, and want to have conversations with you if they see that you acknowledge when you've done something wrong. Absolutely. I mean, what, you know, so James, tell me about your friend, JJ. Well, he's, he's a stand-up guy. You know, he, uh, he's, he, he takes responsibility for things. Saying I'm sorry is a lot about taking responsibility for your actions. Or how's about the, uh, the, uh, the usual antithesis of that one is, well, he's a know-it-all and he doesn't like to be wrong. <laughs> he's always right. I like our president. That yeah. is a, a lot of the, you know, uh, perception of 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 Trump. It's embedded in in it's embedded in our personality and our ego and our brand. It's right. very much embedded in our personality. And I mean brand. he's very open about it. He says, I don't apologize. Right. Yeah, he's not apologetic. He's not. Yep. And uh, you know, I don't know. It's worked for him. And another main driver here is it sets a good example for other people. Mm-hmm. And and Kevin brought this up. Do apologize a lot in front of your kids. You know, making when I I'm not advocating just make up apologies, but Make sure that your children see you being humble and showing that you can make mistakes because that's a lot of pressures that kids, especially when teenagers, and then that travels into when they get to adult. It, it, if you don't do that, it shows that they, they believe you can't show weakness. You can't make mistakes because I never saw my parents ever apologize, especially apologize to each other because how you treat your spouse is how your children are going to expect to be treated when they have a spouse. So we're talking about apologies and why you probably suck at them, and how to get better at them. When we come back, we're going to talk about the non-apologies so that you don't step in a big pile of non-apology, and then what you need to do to be better at this to strengthen relationships. You're listening to The Great People Show. The Great People Show will be right back. Call into the show at 804-454-1366. Now back to The Great People Show live. Call into the studio at 804-454-1366. That's 804-454-1366. So Tracy asked a really good question. She's challenging our point of view here, I think, at least mine. Tracy, what's your question? I am. You know how you're talking with someone and you don't hear them, so you want them to repeat themselves. Yep. I have a tendency to say, I'm sorry, you know, could you repeat that? Or, you know, pardon me, maybe pardon me. You probably say I'm sorry. That's I that's your first because you asked like that's the that's the question you asked at break. So I think that's probably your go to instinctive reaction whenever you can't hear somebody is you say I'm sorry. And I think that's just a cultural norm. Well, I think, I think it's a personal norm. I think it's a cultural norm. But Tracy, I think that the reason that we do that, if you want to dig a little bit deeper, if I'm talking with someone and I can't understand them, I'm probably not going to be a jerk and say, or come across <laughs> as a jerk and say, hey, speak up. I can't hear you. We put it, <laughs> we put it on ourselves. Yeah. And by putting it on ourselves, we don't, it's my fault. We don't instigate any, any tough feelings. I mean, do, what, right. do you agree with that, Tracy? Yep. I do. But also, uh, Another reason could be, hey, I wasn't listening. Could you repeat that? And, yeah. You know, I'm sorry. I guess it, so I guess you need to check your heart, as Kevin would say <laughs> yeah. earlier. Check your heart to say, well, if it wasn't because you were listening, then maybe apologizing for not listening is is the right mode there. Correct. But I think, at least in my own personal um, experience, those are moments where that person was either not speaking loud enough, they were mumbly, or there was some distraction noise. Yeah. It wasn't my fault that I couldn't hear them. And I've said, sorry. 
or I'll say, what was that? I'll just use different terminologies. I just right. think we need to be careful about using the word sorry so much. That was a good question. So let's talk uh, quickly about the non-apologies. I don't want to put a tremendous amount of time into this, but it's the faux apology that oftentimes gets us in trouble. Well, I am sorry you feel that way. Total non-apology. Yeah. I mean, all we're doing is is throwing gasoline on the fire with yeah. stuff like that. Oh, I'm sorry you took it that way. Let's just go ahead and throw a little bit more explosive on the fire, right? Or if you are ever in the situation where you say, well, we're sorry for that happening, especially in a professional setting. You're apologizing for the whole organization, total non-apology. You cannot apologize for other people. Don't apologize for your children. I'm sorry we, I'm sorry we were being so, so loud. Well, I know what your intent is there. I know what point you're getting across. But you can't apologize for anyone else other than yourself. If you uh, have a belligerent friend, oh, I'm sorry, he's, you know, he's had too much to drink or whatever. That's not the real apology there. Don't apologize for other person's actions. It, I agree with you that it is not a real apology. But what it is, is it is a sign of, it is a showing of respect mm-hmm. for the feelings of the other person. If you are just obliterated drunk and you yep. do something really stupid and I say to whatever person you impacted, hey, I'm sorry, he's had way too much to drink. Can, is that a genuine apology for are you? you? Fi- are you finally apologizing for what you did the other night? Is <laughs> that, not, is that what this is turning into? into? We're is, not getting is this into your, that. Is this your non-apology to the rest of... Uh, to, to the rest of the family. But it's a, sh- it's a sign of respect. Yeah. I just think you can find a better way to do it. So, okay. So um, you, 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 you should not have had to experience this tonight. This should not have happened. Um, I'm sorry. I, like a personal apology. Like I am apologetic for what you are experiencing right now. If there's anything that I had to do with this, he's my friend. Because you're not going to get an apology out of that other person. Like, make it very, make it as personal as you can. I just don't, I just think if we say we or you're apologizing for someone else, you're, it's, it, it's because you feel uncomfortable. But the truth, it's but not the because truth, that person is, is wrong. But the truth is, I don't care that much. I don't care that much to give that big, long explanation. Hey, I'm sorry, he's really drunk. That's all I need to say. It's like a friend of mine <laughs> used to say, and I love how he used to say this, he said, he, he would say, I care but not that much. Right. It's true. It's true. Uh, and another non-apology that you get in uh, the government world, and maybe even you say it yourselves, mistakes were made. Yeah, we were talking about this before the show. Mistakes were made. And then you just leave, like, total lack of accountability, total lack of, and uh, sometimes you have to do that legally. We mentioned there's a couple states in the union that have laws that says that you can't use an apology as an admission of guilt. Yeah. And a big driver of apologizing is admitting your guilt. So yeah. that's where the driver is. I mean, we're not, we're not, we are told, and for, for very good reason, we are told that if, if we run a red light by accident and we T-bone somebody in the intersection and it's totally our fault and maybe the person is even hurt, we are not supposed to go and say, hey, gosh, I am so sorry I didn't see the light. I mean, yeah. we've just admitted guilt. <laughs> there could be legal proceedings yeah. and et cetera that that's going to affect. So what, so what do we do? What do we do better? Psychology says, Psychology Today, one of our favorite websites here says, an apology first and foremost communicates a simple message that affirms your humanity and that of the injured party, quote, I see and I care. So we need to have those two elements is I, I see it, I acknowledge it, 
in it and I care. I have love. I, uh, there's an emotional thing here that has hurt me that I want to mend. Rossi said in, uh, from, our, from our social media research question, instead we should be thankful. And this is something that came to my attention a few years ago. I stopped saying, I'm sorry because I'm late. Mm-hmm. I now say, thank you for having the patience. I know we were supposed to meet earlier. So thank you. So I don't apologize for being late. I thank them for their patience. I, I'm sorry, man. Don't I mean, apologize. If I'm, see, there, there you go. I'm sorry. I'm, no, you're not. I'm, I'm not really. <laughs> you know what? I disagree with that entirely. If I, there are actually a few things in my life that I am more apologetic for yeah. than being late. I, being late is like my number one pet peeve. And if, of other people as well, oh, yeah. if I am running late, I am apologizing all over myself. And believe me, it is genuine. <laughs> you, and I do think, you wash your clothes when you're done? I, <laughs> but I think that saying thank you for, I think that saying thank you for being patient, I think you can add that to the end. But actually, I think that's a little bit of a cop out. I think it's a cop oh, out. Man. Because you should be sorry. You should be apologetic that you were running late. Well, if you're if you're meeting with someone and the first words out of your mouth is "I am sorry," that's probably not going to set a good tone for how they think of you as a person. And hey, you can JJ, say, "I apologize." Yeah, JJ, it's great to see you. I am so sorry. I hit traffic on the way. Thanks for waiting for me. Yeah, you just said you're sorry. I did. So you're, what? I am I'm a sorry. sorry. I'm a sorry person for not making it here on time. Maybe I am. It's a sign of disrespect. To, it's it's a major sign of disrespect. If if I have scheduled time for you in my day, and I'll get off the soapbox in a second, but if I've scheduled time for you in my day and you don't have the common decency yeah. to show up on time, then yes, you owe me an apology. I would rather show gratitude rather than sorrow okay. towards well, that person. I'll be mad at you next time so, you're late so and uh, you don't apologize. It's Rossi and I, two to one. Um, <laughs> and anyone else that may want to call into the show before we're done here today. Um, another point that I want to bring up because it's so habitual that we get caught up in this, Lisa said, is because, you know, some, some people become, um, more apologetic because they've been in abusive relationships. So we need to make sure that, that our apologies are in the moment with that person. And it's not based on our previous experiences with other people that we just jump into these, um, these, these modes of, of sorrow whenever there's not a real apology that's, that should be happening. Um, so what, so what do we do different? Well, first of all, um, stop saying, quote, I'm sorry for the small things, for the small things, right? Um, Just watch your vernacular on using I'm sorry everywhere in your life because you'll just end up walking around being a sorry individual if you just constantly are telling people I'm sorry. So just be careful of the word whisker, I'm sorry. Um, The number one thing that you absolutely need to start doing now is start apologizing more. I absolutely guarantee you, you're offending more people than you think you are. You're making more mistakes than you think you are. And you're hurting more people than you think you are is to become more self-aware of the damage that you're creating. Sometimes it's little itty bitty tiny damages. And sometimes it's really big stuff. And I said earlier in the show, and I'm going to reemphasize it now, there is someone in your life somewhere that you've hurt really bad. And you're not talking to that person anymore. You walked away from that relationship because you had too much pride in simply acknowledging, what did we say earlier from technology, from uh, psychology today? I see and I care. I bet you saw it and I bet you cared, but you will not acknowledge the apology to the person. Is call them up, don't email them, don't text them, is to call them up right now and say, I am deeply apologetic 
for my actions and behaviors. Don't apologize because of how they felt. Mm -hmm. Apologize because of your actions and what you did a, la a year ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. That's the best thing you could do right now. Uh, also apologize with evidence. Let's, let's say you, you, you just want to keep it as, I'm sorry. All right. Um, just add something to it. I'm sorry that I was such a jerk and that I said that. You deserve better than that. I agree 110%. You have Absolutely. to add some evidence into support. Yes. Because that shows that other person, wow, they really mean it. Yes. That's, they have truly seen it. They've well, not, truly identified it. And not just that, but it, it, that they understand, they genuinely understood why I was upset with them. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's very important. Avoid the non-apologies. Mm -hmm. We already talked about this. I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm sorry you took it that way. I, it, it crawls my skin when people do that now. And I just flat out call them out on it. I just flat out call them out. I was like, that was not an apology, man. I, I, can't, I can't stand it. I can't deal with it. Um, and I'm going to bring back for, for the last thing that we really should be doing. And I love what Kevin said earlier is our remorse for our actions, our uh, reflection, I think, used, because there's a lack of reflection on people that don't apologize. Mm -hmm. Those are the folks that just can't even see it. But if you are not rooted in love for yourself, because a lot of times we don't apologize because we cannot, we're not happy with who we are. We, we aren't happy with the, the, the burst that we had. We're disappointed in the way that we acted and what we said mm -hmm. that we won't apologize because we have to acknowledge in our own mind how bad of a, a person we are yeah. is to is to love yourself first enough to know that we are going to screw up all the time. That's that's a beautiful part of life. That the quote from an old movie is true love is never having to apologize. I totally disagree. True love is being able to push each other to the point where you will hurt each other every once in a while and then knowing how to truly apologize with love. To me, that is true love. And it's not just true love in a romantic relationship, but it's also true love in any relationship. Because if you can't love the fellow man and woman, you can't love yourself. World yeah. is love, man. It is. And there are people out there listening to this show right now who are not good at apologizing to their close loved ones in those situations. And it is something that you're not going to be able to change overnight. It's going to take time is something that you have to work on. And you have to start right now. Um, we want to be, we're not going to apologize for anything because I felt this was a really, really powerful show for folks. So thank you. I'm going to show appreciation. Thank you all for being here and spending your time with us, whether it's on the radio, but certainly Apple Podcasts. You can catch every show we've ever done on our website at greatpeopleshow.com. Thank you all. Go out and mend these relationships. That's right. Make a difference. Happy 4th of July. America. Thanks for joining us. Tune in to The Great People Show again next week, Thursdays, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m.